Hi everyone, my name is Aaron. I am one of the leaders here at HDBB. And before we begin, I just want to share a little bit what God put in my heart as I was praying and writing this sermon. I felt that God was saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And actually, as I was reading this text, which we will dive in in a moment, it's taken from the book of Mark chapter 4. This is a story of Jesus was with his disciple and uh, they, was, they were going through a storm. And uh, right after he calmed the storm, he asked them this question. He said, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? And I think what he was really trying to say is, hey, I'm here. I've got you and I've got this. And so the title of my sermon today is, He's got you and he's got this. So let's uh, open up to the book of Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark is one of the four gospels in the Bible. And if you're new to this community, new to Bible reading, I highly recommend that you start with the gospels. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. That day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious call came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And I'm just going to read one verse in chapter 5, verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerizines. They got to the other side. I'm going to pray and then we are going to dive in together. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word today. And I pray, Father, that your word will encourage us and may we have a brand new revelation of who you are as we dive in together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Has anyone had their plans ruined recently? Year 2020, if there's one thing I learned is hold your plans loosely. Now, uh, I work with an organization called Alpha Malaysia. And what we do is we serve the Malaysian church in its mission to help people discover and develop a relationship with Jesus through Alpha. And the way we do that is uh, we go across Malaysia and uh, we train them to run Alpha. And one of the ways we do that is we run youth conferences. So the past three months has been me planning for this conference that's happening in four days time. Now, about three days ago, which is seven days before the conference, I got a call and uh, told me that the venue may not be available due to the rising cases. Now, it's a mixed mode conference. It's, uh, we are streaming it online, but we also have options for people to gather physically. Now, when I got that news, I had so much of emotions going inside of me. And actually, as I'm speaking to you today, I am feeling a little anxious 
and I'm feeling a little nervous and overwhelmed. I wonder if you are feeling the same in this season. Maybe you look at the news and seeing the cases going up and it's starting to worry you. You're starting to think, oh, how is this going to impact my family? How is this going to impact my business? I just got a job and things are shifting again. Maybe you are overwhelmed by a sudden news of a loved one who's not doing so well, or maybe, in fact, you are affected by someone that's close to you who's been affected with what's happening around. And I want to encourage you that he's got you and he's got this. So I want to draw three encouragements from the story that we just read. Number one, Jesus is in the storm. Jesus is in the storm. He is not a God that's up there hiding in his throne in heaven when a storm comes his way. He is with you in the storm. Don't let the presence of the storm vindicate the absence of God. Now, growing up, my dad served in the military and uh, oftentimes uh, he would disappear because of call of duty. Sometimes he's gone for about two days, sometimes two weeks sometimes even many months. And I remember in those moments, whenever we were at home, especially at night, I would feel a little bit scared, thinking of what if an intruder comes in? Who's there to protect us? What if something goes terribly wrong? Who is there to bring peace and wisdom? And what my mom would always do is she would often take my dad's military boot and she'll place it in the car porch right in front of the house. And then she'll take my dad's military jacket and she'll hang it over the drying place in front of the house to indicate to all potential intruders that there is a man in the house and he is in the military. Now, that, that was false assurance to make us feel a little bit better. It did work a little bit. But I just want you to know that we have this unwavering truth that our God is with us. He'll never leave us, nor forsake us. And Jesus promises in Matthew 28, I will be with you until the very end. So take heart. He is with you in the storm. He's got you and he's got this. And sometimes it may not be so obvious. I could imagine the disciples in this story when the boat was swamped and they're probably trying to take out this water because they were fishermen, they knew what to do. They're probably taking out this water and it's like, where is Jesus in all of this? Jesus was in the boat. Sometimes it's not so evident, but he is there with you. He's got you and he's got this. Encouragement number two, run to Jesus. You know, usually in times of crisis, one of the first things I do is I look for someone who is centered and stable. I would normally not tend to go to a person who is a little wobbly in those times just because they got a lot of things going on. But I find a leader who is centered to bring clarity. And actually Bain's uh, leadership uh, did this research across leaders uh, across the globe. And uh, it, they came up with this research on the most inspirational leader traits, characteristics of the most inspirational leader. And one of the characteristics is centeredness. Centeredness means someone who doesn't react, but someone who's calm 
and response. And can I suggest to you that Jesus is the most centered person you will ever meet? Why do I say that? Well, let's look in this text. In verse 37, okay, a furious squall, which is a storm, came up and the waves broke over the boat and it was nearly swamped. And guess what Jesus was doing? He was taking a nap. Now, let's picture this, okay? It's, it's raining, thunderstorm was going on, and Jesus, by the way, he was sleeping in a stern, and stern is this location in the boat where normally when water first comes in, that's the location where it gets trapped in, in the beginning. So actually, Jesus was sleeping on a soggy pillow in the middle of the storm. Now, this is an encouragement because our God is not easily moved. He is not easily shaken. Nothing can tremble our God. Even the storm can't move Him. He is the most centered person that you will know. And it's all the more of a reason to run to Him and take refuge. He's got you. He's got this. And if you look in this text, the storm didn't move Jesus. But the one thing that moved Jesus was his children. When the disciples went to him, only then Jesus woke up. You know, normally in times of crisis, one of the first things that I'll normally do or tend to do is often to react, try to mitigate the situation, try to find solutions, try to work at it. But may I suggest that you run to Jesus first. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do the work. Yes, that is important. The Bible says faith without works is dead. But you want to run to Jesus first so that you can draw strength to do the work, so that you can draw wisdom to do the work, so that you can draw His peace, His love, and His joy to sustain you in this time of storm. And uh, it's one thing to have Jesus in your boat. It's one thing to have Him in your heart and in your life. But it's another thing to allow Him to sleep in the corner. Run to Jesus. I remember about three years ago, I was asked to run this Alpha Conference. When I first got the project, I was like, oh, I've done this before. And so I drew the plan, put together a team, drew the timeline, and uh, we were about to visit the conference, uh, a potential conference venue, which was in Miri, Sarawak. Now, just before we boarded the plane, we got a text that said, uh, I'm so sorry, we accidentally double booked you. So the venue is no longer available. And we were panicking. So on the flight, we were like going through all our contacts, people that we know, getting people to try to connect us to someone that they know. We landed, we made some connections, and we arrived at this venue. Now, let me tell you why it's tricky to find this venue. The conference program is designed in such a way where it's only possible to be run over a long weekend. And when we were looking at the calendar, there was only four possible dates. And most of the churches in Miri at that time was booked already for some sort of event. And so we arrived at this new potential venue. We had a look. It looked amazing. And they said, okay, we'll check with our admin staff and get back to you whether you have the date or not. And so we flew back feeling a little proud of ourselves. And then once we arrived in KL, we got a text that says, I'm so sorry, all the four dates that you wanted, it's no longer available. And I remember my boss came to me. She's a very wise woman. She said, 
Uh, Aaron, have you prayed about this? Do you think this is what the Lord wants us to do? Or are we just making this up? And so I said, okay, I'll pray. And I remember saying this prayer, and then I went for a nap. And in that nap, I had a dream. It's one of the ways that God speaks to me. And in that dream, I saw this clear plan of how the conference schedule could work in any weeks of the year. Just a bit of tweaking in the time. I woke up, I went to my laptop, made the adjustment and sent it to my boss. She had a look at it and she said, why didn't we do this earlier? I think what she was trying to say is, why didn't you ask the Lord earlier? If only I ran to Jesus first, I would have saved so much of time and so much of strength, of stress. Run to Jesus. He's got you. He's got this. Now, point number three. Encouragement number three, Jesus can calm the storm. We read this in verse 38, where it says, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Jesus can calm the storm because he is the God of the storm. Now, whatever that you're facing through in this season, in these trying times, I just want you to know that Jesus has the power to calm the storm. Sometimes he calms the storm that's around us, but more often he calms the storm that's within us. He's got you. He's got this. And sometimes we may not understand why God allows the storm to come. And, but we know one thing that in the storm is when Jesus reveals himself. If we look at verse 41, it says, When the disciples saw Jesus calm the storm, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I believe in this season as you are going through the storm, I believe God is wanting to reveal himself to you even more and so that you would know that he is the God of the storm. He's got you and he's got this. I want to suggest two practical ways on how you can thrive during the storm. Practical step number one, pray in the hidden place. The disciples ran after Jesus and he went to the stern. It was quite a hidden place in the boat where you can take a nap. Go to the hidden place and speak with the Lord and invite him to move in your life and in your circumstances. I was chatting with a friend recently and asking, uh, what do you think God was speaking to us or doing during the MCO? And she said this, I think God was calling us to the hidden place. And I couldn't agree more. It's a time where we were at home and everything was taken away from us. And maybe in the storm, you are feeling a little bit like that, like things are just falling apart. May I encourage you to go to that hidden place and find that, that, that comfort which uh, 
which uh, David says in Psalms 22. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David reached a point where he said, as long as the Lord is with me, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. I shall not want a thing. Go to the hidden place. Now, practically, if you say, uh, you know, it's difficult for me to find a space on my own. And I get that. I live with my parents because I love my mom's cooking. And I share a room with my little brother because he has a tough time letting me go. No, I'm kidding. I think it's more of me. Uh, and it's so difficult to find a quiet space on my own. And so what I normally do is I usually go for a walk in the morning and speak to the Lord then or go out for a run at night and speak to the Lord. Whatever works for you, find a space. Even if it's in your car, maximize that time and speak with the Lord because He's got you and He's got this. Practical step number two, be a part of a praying community. Now, one of the things I love seeing during the MCO is people coming together, tuning in church online and praying for one another. You guys model it so well and I'm so encouraged. And one of another place that you can do that is join a connect group. If you have not joined one yet or you have stopped attending for a while, can I encourage you in this season, be part of a connect group. It's easier to go through the storm with a group of community, with people as opposed to your own. The disciples had each other in the storm. And maybe you are here saying, Erin, uh, I, I don't really want to be a burden to people with my troubles and my struggles. But that's what we are here for. We are all one family. And can I also say that sometimes God uses your storm to bring peace to the people around you? Why do I say that? Look in this text. It says towards the end of 30, verse 36, there were also other boats with him because the disciples ran to Jesus and invited him to move. Jesus calmed the storm and all the other boats experienced that peace. You know, you never know in this season that God might want to use you to bring peace to those around you. He's got you. He's got this. Now, uh, I remember as I got the call three days ago saying that, you know, we do not have the conference physical venue anymore. And I remember one person in the team just said, hey, let's come together in a call. Let's pray together. It was 12 a.m., about 10 hours came on the call. And there was just a lot of stress and emotions because it's only seven days away from the conference. We got more than 300 people registered. About half of them said they want to come for the physical location. And we were just trying to figure out how do we navigate this? What do we do? Do we wait a little longer before we announce it? And I just remember in, those, in that call, all we did was just pray and worship. Together as one, as a community, we just prayed and worshiped. And for some strange reason, I just felt this peace that came over our hearts. And we ended the call by just saying, it's going to be okay. He's got this. He's got you. I'm going to bring my sermon to a close right now. And as we look in this text closely, there is a story of the gospel there. Actually, there is a bigger storm than the storms that we are facing, which is the storm of sin and shame, which is upon us human beings. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so Jesus came 
into the picture. He came into our storm. He stretched out his hands and he died on the cross for us so that we now have a clear passage to a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're tuning in today and you never really invited Jesus into your boat before. He loves you. He cares for you. So if you want to invite Jesus into your heart, why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I'm sorry for the wrong that I have done. I invite you into my boat, into my heart, into my life to be the king and give you complete control. In Jesus' name, amen. And for the rest who are tuning in, and why don't you stand with me? And we're just going to spend some moment inviting the Holy Spirit. And, you know, in the story that we read, the disciples knew that a storm was coming. How did they know? Because they were going through the Sea of Galilee. And this was a group of these, uh, fishermen before they met Jesus. And they knew about the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee was located in a location where suddenly a wind can come and move the sea into a big storm of wave. But they still jumped on the boat and went with Jesus. Why? Because they knew Jesus was with them. And I want to encourage you today that Jesus is with you. He's got you. He's got this. So let's take a moment right now to just invite the Holy Spirit, invite His love and His peace to fill our hearts again. So come, Holy Spirit. We wait on you.